it'll be like it'll be like french to them that's all that's okay they they've been studying the dana stuff i'm sure um, they'll they'll be able to hold on to some information but anyway we are live now we're recording the first ever leverage radio uh this is mohit and ashwin is here with me so those of you who don't know ashwin hoon he is the current 2020 adcc india absolute no gi grappling champion jiu jitsu champion um he is also the head coach is one of the head coaches at warriors cove mixed martial arts um and he's here with us to talk to us about a tournament that we're planning to do and give us some details about what we can expect so welcome ashwin what's up bro uh, we haven't spoken in a few days how are you doing i'm good man press the applause button now please i'll add that later <laughs> in post up yeah kya ho raha hai bas yaar same old uh, you tell me how's it going with you what's up how you dealing uh, with good man i good good um i mean two days good one day bad like everyone else fair enough any uh recommendations for the guys who can't train right now what are your what are your top three things to do to keep yourself from going nuts um i like to watch a lot of um tape man so i watch a lot of uh, bjj matches uh, i was planning on i mean gi and no gi um then i study a lot for classes i'm going to teach when the academy reopens um we're planning online classes right now so i'm trying for that as well but i would recommend studying uh, as much tape as you can that includes fight fight tape or bout tapes as well as uh learning and going to different instructors and watching that tape as well other things you can i mean there's always a way you can get a workout in so i'd recommend getting a workout in um and how else to survive man i don't know just um just work on not eating shit all the time eat some shit from time to time but try to control the diet by not eating shit all the time your average of healthy food should be better than the average of shit food i guess it also like it, it'll be easier than once training resumes you'll be able to get back into the zone like because everyone's going to be eager to train i suppose i mean the best way i can i i think you can stay on track is just keep a regular schedule like wake up in the morning at the same time if your sleep is fine i think you'll be fine so what is your schedule like these days in the covid lockdown so i am up at 4:30 because i live in a neighborhood where you're not allowed to run downstairs without a mask on so i'm running at 4:30 uh, because there's nobody else on the streets so i I do run without a mask but I make sure there's nobody else on the road. I carry a mask with me in case people show up I start wearing it. So I'm running around at 4:30 like a madman. Um I get back home. I eat something, I sleep for a couple of hours and then I'm up again. And then uh one of the perks of having your own own academy is I go I go to my academy, I get some uh some drills in, I get a weightlifting session in. Um I head home I study tape and I go to sleep man. That place in Call of Duty. Ah uh, there you go. The late night fun. Yeah. 
and uh, we are also starting with some online classes i believe yeah so warriors cove we are doing online classes which start on the 29th which is wednesday which is tomorrow actually um, depends on when you release this podcast for, but if you don't release it today it is on the 29th which is a wednesday of april and uh, it's basically only theory um, you don't need anything at home uh, we are looking at just brushing up some basics and uh, for people who i haven't been able to pay attention to when i'm normally taking class um, i'm taking this time to go over and close some gaps that have occurred in their training and cover things that they have never been taught really uh, at a grassroots level all right awesome i think people will be looking forward to it man i think the lockdown's gone on pretty long uh, without training so the guys were really into it uh, i think it's a really good thing for them mm-hmm. exactly so what is uh, next for you after adcc i know that this is kind of derail plans a little bit but uh, what are you thinking um i was supposed to be in san francisco right now prepping for bj for the uh, ibjjf worlds in the key um so i was planning on doing that um obviously that's been pushed back now since it was cancelled and because of corona um so that was my that's my next tournament so whenever the gi worlds is happening if it's happening before adcc i'll do it before um otherwise i have adcc asia trials in december in singapore um so these are the confirmed ones right now but if any super fights or any any tournaments um that have decent competition show up in the meantime i'm i'm going probably going to jump into those like domestically as well domestically is limited so domestically i'd expect super fights because uh, i'm not going to uh, i'm not going to look to i'm going to try and avoid getting injured against going against somebody who's less skilled than i am uh, even though uh, even though that's i think that's bullshit to some level that going with white belts you injure yourself but i have it does a, a lot on the line i have a lot on the line anyway mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. right so um let's get into talking about this fight night that we're trying to bring about so give us some history on this and uh tell us about what exactly is going on um so leverage was first started i think around 2014 it's it was an in-house tournament that we used to host at Borisco at our academy um and previously we've had multiple divisions and we've it's been open previously um uh, this is the moment of that but this is at a venue it's the first one that's at a venue and it's not in house um and i just uh, lost only. lost you there ashwin one second just can you can you just say that again please from yeah so i'm saying the... so this one uh, is a little different as it's not in house um this will be held at a proper venue and it's invite only that's the difference um previously it was it's been an open event it's been open to people this is invite only so it's a lot like the ebi or madam morris when madam morris started so it's invite only mm-hmm. and i'm using all my time to scout and find bj athletes in the country and give them recognition um 
So, and you've been helping me with that as well, but that's my main goal to give recognition to um, poor buggers training in the heat day and night in basements who are getting zero recognition. Right. Nice, man. Um, so this is a invitational EBI tournament, right? Essentially, yes, but there will be a couple of formats to the rule and to the rules. I'm still form, uh, formatting it and finalizing on one. You and I will take a call on that a little later. Um, right. But yeah, essentially, you could say that. So for somebody who doesn't know what the EBI rule set would entail, can you just uh, talk about sort of the overlying? So essentially, the EBI... Um, rule set is no points. So it's a tournament round with zero points. Um, and there's no decision at the end of the time either, which means there are overtimes, which start with you being in um, a position of danger. So it could be in an arm lock or it could be with your partner mounted on you, uh, back mounted on you. Um, and based on um, the effectiveness of their finishing, and based on your ability to escape, uh, a winner is decided. Uh, so it's, everything is based on your merit on that night. And it's not left in the hands of judges or points, man. Yeah, so it's finish or be finished, essentially. It's finish or escape. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And... Um, so during the lockdown, like what are, what are some of the challenges you're having with uh, putting this together? Of course, um, you can't put it together, but uh, specifically, like what are the things that uh, are really like troublesome? Uh, main problems are logistics mainly, man. Um, travel is a huge issue at this point in time, as you know. Um, and a lot of, most academies are, I mean, all the academies are shut. So... Um, the guys we have ready in this tournament uh, have not been getting training in at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a major problem. Um, the area where we found a lot of success is bringing partners on board. Mm -hmm. So we have a fair few partners on board at the moment um, because, I mean, that's easy, right? We don't need them. We don't need to meet face-to-face -face at this point in time. So that's that's been easy. Um, but I think we're on track. I just need... Uh, to get some clarity on travel yeah. restrictions and and when academies are reopening and then I'll be good to, yeah. we'll be good to go. I think it's really complicated as well with like different states and different territories having slightly different policies as well. So which perfectly brings me to my next question. Like how many competitors are we going to be seeing in this tournament? So we have eight competitors and we have about five teams we have um koi combat academy they have one participant uh, sending across uh, we have from institute of jiu-jitsu we have piyush pandey and uh, devojit um from cross train we have rachit and tarun um and we have the owner of uh, alpha omega academy down in calcutta uh shiva banerjee and lastly, from Warrior Scope, we have Sean Loyal and Annabella Wadi. So uh, we have an exciting lineup, man. Um, it's just, I'm just 
anxiously waiting for the academies to open. Right. And uh, why, like, what's the reason behind putting this together? So you mentioned uh, that you want to help guys out, give them a platform. Uh, why else do you think this is important? Uh, well, Mohit, I trained for eight years and uh, I got zero recognition in this country. Um, even after I won this tournament, I've got a little to very recognition, very little recognition after. Um, it's important that I get recognition so I can put our country on a map. On the map, um, we need competition in 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 the country itself to um, put ourselves on the map globally. Uh, so starting this tournament and getting these guys uh, popular popularized essentially will. Um, increase uh, the amount of output we are putting across to the rest of the world. And uh, you have a background in sports management as well, right? So you worked with a lot of like grassroots um, sporting ventures, I would think. So what do you think was like mainly missing across the board, if anything at all, which you would obviously see in mixed martial arts and grappling and jiu-jitsu as well? So I've had the fortune of uh, handling operations for a few different leagues that have uh, really taken off in our country, including the Pro Kabaddi League and the Indian Super League, and I worked for IPL as well. So um, what I noticed is that um, the operations in most of these tournaments are, are run at a subpar level. So um, the focus is on everything but the athletes. Um, so that's the difference that I'm going to bring to this tournament. Um, we, as such, are not going to be worried about uh, kissing ass of different federations. Um, so we separate ourselves that way. And so we will be okay in terms of uh, the athletes being taken care of, uh, things running on time. Most importantly, there'll be no ass kissing to different politicians through the event. Um, there will be no bullshit in terms of, there'll be complete transparency with the athletes. Uh, and I'm going to treat them like athletes because they work like athletes and they deserve to be treated like that. That's cool, man. That's awesome. So, um, with regards to this tournament, um, what does the winner get? We are looking to get a belt, um, one, and <laughs> over and above that, there's 50 Gs. So um, that's unlike any other uh, tournament in the country. But if, uh, if all things go well, um, I w I'm hoping to double it by the next leverage. Yeah, man, that'll be cool. Some real, um, you know, incentive apart from just another medal at another event it should be something that guys can you know build a life on i feel um ideally it should be some it sh they should be able to train full-time without having to work a second job yeah bare minimum at least at least the guys who are dedicated you know the guys who are really putting in the hours and really want to make a go of it um so that's pretty cool bro and um any other matches? 
that uh, are on the card that uh, you're trying to put together? Will we see you come onto the max this time around? Um, so I think uh, me tra- me competing myself would be a little I cheat, bro. <laughs> I mean, if it's my own tournament, I'm gonna, uh, if not consciously, subconsciously, look at ways of assisting myself, which I don't think is fair. And I think there's a conflict of interest if I were to take part. Um, so I will not be competing personally. But we are looking at at an undercard with at least one women's fight. I'm looking at bringing uh, Asha from Institute Jiu-Jitsu on board. I haven't spoken to Rohit, but I have been in touch with Asha and she's down. I just need to find her a capable opponent, uh, <laughs> which is not easy to match her skill level. We have... Uh, Zora Auer from our academy from Warriors Cove who will be on the undercard looking for an opponent also. I was thinking uh, Devesh from IJJ. What do you think? Devesh, um, you, you've competed against Devesh at uh, the finals of ADCC this year, right? Semi-finals, semi-finals. Semi-finals. Wait, semi-finals? Okay. Um, it was semi-finals, okay, Dave yeah. finals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he was good, man. He, he's a tough, big, strong guy. And if it's, um, uh, it was a fight, man. As far as I can remember, uh, you had to pull out a lot of, you know, like if there are, pull out all the stops, you had to pull out a lot of them to get the job done. So I had to pull out a few stops. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe not all of them, but, uh, a fair few. So. I definitely, the Kani Basami was still like an option there. So, uh, you know, maybe somewhere <laughs> next time. <laughs> uh, no, man, I like, I like my ACL and others. I like the, uh, their ACLs intact as well. You know what Dan has says, right? Only in competition. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, do you have any favorites for this tournament? Since you are the man putting the competitors and brackets together, you would know who they are since it's an invitational. Um, I know you wouldn't uh, bet against your boys, so that's an obvious one. But like anyone you want to, you know, give a shout out to, uh, so, uh, to watch out for. So I'm personally not going to be making the brackets. I'm going to bring a third party and do that. Um, because if I would be putting the brackets together myself, uh, again, if not consciously, subconsciously, I would rig that shit. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Sean's going to win this tournament. All right, let's do this. Sean. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so now that we've covered a lot of the tournament, let's uh, talk about some other stuff as well. Um if you could train anywhere in the world, apart from your own gym, where would you like to train? I train at Unity Jiu-Jitsu in New York City. They're on 14th Street. I train with them twice a year at least. And I would not train anywhere else in the world. Nice. And why Unity? Um... Well, they're an off-brand uh, Enzo Gracie. Okay, they—they they, they, they basically they have the same talent level as uh, Enzo Gracie's in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, with the, the room isn't as packed. Hmm. So you you get um, a lot more training with 
uh, you know, all the guys there, I would think. Yes, and they have ghee as well as no ghee, most importantly. Um, also, this is this is without mentioning, of course, the Cave Academy in Pacifica and my of own course. academy. Yes, yeah, yeah, otherwise. Yeah. Nice. And uh, do you remember when it was your first competitive match? Um, let, let's go back a little further than that. What was your first competitive sport that you were like really good at or you, you got competitive in? I played cricket, man, for a long time. I played cricket. Uh, okay. Then I grew up in a neighborhood. Then I grew, grew up in a neighborhood. You played cricket also, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, then I quit. <laughs> like, I got boring standing <laughs> at like, yeah, third man. I quit like, as well. Yeah, like uh, I, I don't want to do this, guys. Like I can't. The worst was if you if you like I was I would bat maybe one down, two down. If you get out early, then you have to sit through the innings and then you have to go field, and then you're like, dude, I've spent four and a half hours sitting and then just standing in the sun. <laughs> one odd ball that comes my way, like come on, boys, come on. Um, as a kid, it was a lot of fun. I suppose, but when I was getting a little older, I was like, this, this seems like a bit of waste of my time. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you were saying cricket. <laughs> so I, 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 I used to keep, so I, I used to open the batting as well. I used to open and I used to go keep. So I used to be, I used to have a little break after my batting or I have no break after my keeping and then I just go. Um, so I was okay. Uh, but I, I, I grew up in a neighborhood where they played everything from table tennis to... Touch rugby. Hopscotch. Oh, okay. Touch rugby. Okay. Oh, bro, I was a hop- hopscotch king. Uh, but yeah, I played all. I played Pitua. I played all that, man. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I I played sports my whole life. Um, so if I don't do something at a very high level, um, I shut down. So uh, and when was your first uh, jujitsu match competitively? Like, however you want to look at it. It was competition? Um, it was a tournament in Rotak. It was, again, uh, I'm using air quotes here. It was one of the nationals. Um, so I, I, I competed in one of those. Um, again, short tournament, uh, crappy organization, um, audacity to call themselves nationals. Um, that was, uh, no, actually, before that, I did some in-house lev- uh, leverage tournaments, dude. Um, I competed in some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, I took a long layoff between before this last ADCC. Um, I had three meniscus tears in between this last one and my previous competition. So I had I, I was out for three years before this. Mm. And um, what is your schedule for the future, man? So I know you said that. Um, you were supposed to go, but with the uh, corona, with gyms not being open right now, with the fight night um, we're putting on, uh, what are you thinking in terms of like your schedule? Well, Mohit, I have I have no time to waste. Uh, I wasted three years. I'm 27 now. Um, I'm going to compete from now till I'm 32 like a madman. Um, so there's no time to waste right now. Nothing changes. It's just delayed. Uh, at least this is what I keep telling myself every day. Uh, 
so yeah that's that's my mentality at the moment and uh, i wake up every day ready to fucking uh, grind bro um so it's work that's how i work and i'm i'm looking at opening another gym in delhi this is exclusive to orius coven i think you'd know about it cuz you're uh, my partner on that so we are looking yeah. at opening in delhi now um so that again it's just been pushed back it's just been delayed a little but as you are aware everything is all systems are go all our ducks are in a row and we're, we're ready just this thing needs to just need to get over this um thing but let's see and um what are your thoughts on the mma scene in the country man like recently i was watching something on um, instagram there's a lot of like fight marina and i believe locker room dot in and there's a couple of others as well um and they even fact recently been showing a lot of old fights uh, or different fights from a lot of organizations across the country that we don't actually end up watching at all i don't know if you've had a chance to see any of it uh, if you have what are your thoughts on it uh where do you think the sport is heading uh as such here so um mma media is picking up uh, as we can tell um so there are a lot of people that exactly but i wouldn't uh, <laughs> say we are mma media i would differentiate us from them um but they're doing a good job locker room not in um there i think combat sports there's fight machina was going to be on board with us for leverage um uh, these guys are doing a great job um in terms of the mma scene there are a few fighters out there who have a base in mixed martial arts uh, otherwise the base is one martial art and they call themselves mixed martial artists so there are only a, f- a handful who are actually good man um in fact there's anshu jubli from cross train who i would say is pound for pound probably the best mma fighter in the country today in my opinion um he's he's Big good non. man um yeah he's good he's good i've been watching him um you are planning to make the switch yourself i know at some uh, earlier stage uh, i know you did think about it but uh, how what are your thoughts on it right now uh yes i do plan on switching to mma at some point and but i do plan on having a very short career i don't plan on having a career that would span longer than 5 years um i've had a few concussions and i don't want any more uh, <laughs> so it'll be a short career but if all things go as planned yes i will be making that switch before i'm 30 do bro i hope to help you with that for sure um any short term bjj goals you recommend uh, young guys to have or <laughs> in my case old guys to have uh go to bjj fanatics and get everything download it direct to your brain all right plug for bjj fanatics as well and yeah. um from uh, like how would you say your game has evolved in the last maybe few years like uh let's say in the last since your previous to- competition time since when you competed last you had your meniscus tears and your injuries and now you're this uh, competition uh, in february 2020 um how has your game evolved since in in this time 
um, in the last since then I have I mean I've uh, 80% of my jiu-jitsu ha- I have um, discovered or cultivated in the last three years myself um, I've done it myself nobody's helped me of course I've had ukis I, I drill on um, uh, but I have done it myself watching instructionals watching videos um, the only help I've had is in terms of training partners, but in the last three years, I have had no other help, man. Um, I've taught myself. So, um, uh, given the time and uh, I mean, I, I, the guys in my gym have access to the gym 24 seven, my competition guys. Um, if, if a dumbass like me can do it, uh, you guys can do it, man. Spend all your time uh, just studying. I, that's all I do. Um, so again, man, uh, I would, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've seriously improved in the last three years. Um, in fact, when a gym, gym reopens, you will see changes to my game then as well. Um, I wasn't the same, uh, BJJ guy I was a week ago. I change on a daily basis. I learn new things every day. That's cool, man. And, um, it's imp- I, guess, I guess like especially with the speed jujitsu is I don't know if you saw the Craig Jones Vinnie Magalhaes thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Holy mm-hmm. fucking shit, dude! That <laughs> was <laughs> that looked so bad. Like my I I my hips, my knees, everything was hurting. I was watching. I was like, how is this guy? Because he then he gets up, pretending to walk. And you're like yo yo, dude, that leg is. Busted as hell. Mm. If he had his way, he'd go a couple more rounds. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's fucking scary shit. But um, and perfect segue to my next question: uh, Do you prefer leg locks over upper body attacks? If so, why? And um, yeah, I prefer strangles to anything else uh, because you, there are tough guys. Like uh, if you watch the the Vinny Magalesh fight, his his toes were where his heel was supposed to be. And I think he cracked his shin also. Um, but his face did not change for a second. So, um, there are tough guys. Uh, so, I'm, I'm not going to pick upper body or lower body, but I'm going to pick strangles or actually the rear naked choke to anything else. Um because everything else is the appetizers, I would think. I mean, everything else is also more defendable, I suppose, as a as a maneuver individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rear naked choke would be basically impossible to get out if it's sunk in deep. Um, so, uh, Ashwin, do you have any uh, your your three cardinal rules for top position? Like that could be side control, that could be mount, that could be top half, like whatever, but generic positions let's talk about and, you know, your top three cardinal rules for top. Um, top. One is learn how to be heavy. A lot of people just, they don't understand how uh, basic box theory works and basic, they just I don't understand how to stay heavy on people. They are carrying their own weight, as to say. 
I think the major major thing to do is let your partner carry your weight. Um, that would be one. Two would be to stay as far away from their hips as you can. Um, the further you can get rid of their bridging ability, the further you can get from their bridging ability, the better it is for you for stability. And three, I'd say you control the the head, man. You control where the head looks. You control the rest of the spine. And as we know, the spine is the longest leaving the body. So you control the head and you're good to go. Nice. Um, so for the guys who really love playing that bottom position, uh, what are your three cardinal rules for the bottom? Um, well, yeah. One would be distance management. Um, so learn how to... Well, depends on what you're trying to do, right? Um, learn how to maintain distance with your opponent or close it or uh, enhance the distance, whatever. Uh, two would be... Um, main problem with bottom position is people get lazy. They use it as a holding position. So they use it as a static position. Uh, my main thing is if you're active from the bottom... Um, you need to be active from the bottom, man. You can't just sit there. You can't just hold position. A lot of people rely on the old guard as just a resting position, which is what I would look to avoid. Uh, and uh, and number three is uh, work on your close guard, man. A lot of people get caught up with these new fancy open guards and they just their legs are all over the place. As I like to say, they've got hooker legs. Um, you need to keep your... Legs closed, you need to know how to work effectively from close guard, both gi, both no gi. And, and I'll give you another one, man. I'd say do your best to get to top when you're on <laughs> that's, that's the golden rule. Never yeah. accept the bottom position. Um, yeah. If you, can, if you can help it, always be on top. Always be on top. Gravity helps. Title, title of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> Chalo, <laughs> cool. Uh, Ashin, thanks for joining me, man. Um, we'll do this again. Uh, great talking to you. Cool, man. Have a good evening, bro. Good night. See you. Bye.